0: Good evening and welcome to the first, and maybe only, racial draft here in New York City. (laughs) Folks, this is for all the marbles. What happens here will state the racial standing of these Americans once and for all. That's right, and the crowd is here to support their races.
1: Well, Rob, some of the biggest names in sports and in entertainment are on the line tonight, Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see who's gonna be drafted by which race. Seated behind me on the stage there are the various representatives, and believe it or not, the blacks have actually won the first
0: pick. Wow, that's the first lottery a black person's won in a long time, Billy. Yes, and they'll probably still complain. (laughs) Man, you.
1: Curtain long. Prescott runs it up the middle. 15, 10, 5. Diving to the
0: Look at us, huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome back. It's the Zero to 100 podcast. Episode 86. It's the Cowboys mock draft. I was joined by my brother, Corey, and we uh, did a mock draft for the Cowboys picks. And um, we're two days away from the draft. have a... Actually, I'm, I have zero clue as to what the Cowboys may actually do. Uh, I know that... Uh, they are definitely looking for an offensive lineman and trying to boost their offensive line which was uh, very poor especially in the playoff game versus the 49ers. Still disappointed over that. I'm not over it yet. But I feel pretty good about the team going forward even though they let some players go. I'll get into that later. Um, the draft it's, it's amazing to me how vested I've become in the draft because Initially, I mean when you're a kid, it's exciting and every pick is important and you're blown away by every single thing. You're like, oh, this is great and you don't really understand any of it. And even when you get older, you don't fully understand it, but it, like, um, you learn the important rounds more so, I would say, as you get older and you're understanding. Like, uh, if you're picking within the top 100, you should be able to find starters or at least heavy contributors and i feel like the cowboys have definitely done a better job of doing that lately uh their first round picks for the most part uh minus say taco charlton has uh (laughs) worked out pretty well for for them and i I, i'm laughing at that because the cowboys had their uh pre-draft press conference today and Jerry jones like Steven Jones under the bus in regards to Taco Charlie, which I thought was really funny, uh, actually. So, uh, like I said, in this episode, it's me and my brother Corey. We actually go through Pro Football Focus's uh, mock draft generator and we make the Cowboys picks. Uh, so, let's see what you guys think. Uh, this is the 0 to 100 podcast. We're doing a Cowboys mock draft. Let's get it. It's the Zero to 100 podcast. What's up? I have my brother, Corey, on with me. Hey, what's up? And so we're going to do a mock draft and figure out what the Cowboys might do with their picks. They have, uh, let me see, nine picks total, including four in the fifth round, because they got two compensatory picks, and then they had their own, and then they traded one from um the Browns with Amari Cooper and then they got three in the top 100. First uh first round is 24 second round is 56 third round is pick 88 so I figure we could talk about what we feel like their needs are and then we'll uh I'm gonna draw which picks we get that we'll make for them and then we'll go into the the mock draft that I have set up. All right. So, what do you feel like the number one need is? Because I feel like whenever you get in the draft, you always hear that thing like, do you draft for need or do you draft best player available? I always feel like you should just get the best player available because if if I feel like if you get stuck on the need thing, I mean, well, to an extent, I say to an extent. Like if. If the best player is sitting there as a quarterback, I'm not going to be like, oh, you need to take the quarterback because that's the best player available. I mean, you already got a quarterback, so it's yeah. necessary. But so uh, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you feel like they number I one? I mean, I, I think
1: they. it seems like Dallas is, like, best player available, which, you know, has – at least in the past two years has turned out um, really good for them. Like, you mm-hmm. know cd lamb fell and you know they didn't really need a wide receiver but they took him and michael parsons like obviously i think if the panthers had taken a quarterback instead of a cornerback or if the broncos had took you know something then dallas would have drafted a cornerback there but they got michael parsons and you know i think that ended up working out great um so it, it seems like their philosophy is best player available I wish uh, they would address, you know, like some of these glaring needs, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've needed a a better corner or or safety, especially. And it it seems like, you know, they don't, that's definitely not a first round priority for them. So Mm -hmm. um, I'll give them credit, you know, like the first round picks are usually pretty good. Um, they've made a couple of mistakes here and there. And so I think the best player available is, is probably the right or, or best philosophy uh, to take.
0: It's it's funny to me, too, that you said that they never seem to address the glaring need, like corner or safety. And there is, it's interesting to me because a lot of, you know, a lot of talk that you hear, because I've been listening to a lot of draft podcasts and I've been looking at a lot of different mock drafts, and. To, it is possible that maybe one of the like the best player that might be there could possibly be a corner. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there's a, a corner from um, Washington, O.J. McDuffie, who a lot of people like. I think the top two corners is, is uh, Sauce Gardner from um, Cincinnati and Derek Stingley from LSU. And then after that, it's kind of a debate as who's the the next best corner. But I've seen a lot of OJ McDuffie from Washington um, and like Booth from Clemson. Uh, There's a dude that's a, they list him as corner, but I think he's more of a safety. His name is Jalen Petrie from Baylor. Uh, I thought the Cowboys might be able to look at him in the second round, but everything I'm hearing is this dude is shooting up and he'll either be at the back end of the first or the beginning of the second. So it, it will be interesting to see what they do. Um, I feel like their biggest need is definitely on the offensive line because right now they don't have a starting left guard unless I, – I mean, some people hated Connor McGovern. I didn't hate him. He wasn't as good as I was hoping he was going to be. Mm-hmm. I still think he was better than Connor Williams because while he didn't move people that well in the run game, he at least wasn't holding. And yeah. Connor Williams was a whole machine. So I could, like, I'm overjoyed that Connor Williams is off this team. Like i mm-hmm. he's been a disappointment to me from the second they drafted him. He like you know because it's like you said before on another show, like they had Sulafilo in there. And Sue was clearly better, but the only reason he got out is yep. like Connor Williams got hurt. And you're like, why did well, you know, and I, I know that was more under Jason Garrett than um than Mike McCarthy. But Mike McCarthy put him out there, but then Mike McCarthy benched him because he was so like he kept he let the league get holded. And mm-hmm. Connor McGovern had just showed a little bit more. He could have kept the job, but anyway, I feel like offensive line is is a is Probably their top need. Uh, after that, like a lot of people, will be like, "Oh, wide receiver." Because you traded away Amari Cooper. I, I I do feel like definitely wide receiver is a need, but I'm not like, it's not to me as important as offensive line. But then again, I always I, I would be more happy if they got a wide receiver in the first round, actually, instead of offensive lineman. I'll say. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you, think why receiver is more important than the offensive line or? I feel like receiver is,
1: is not as important, particularly when um, they, they don't seem to use uh, the receiver talent that they have. Like mm-hmm. uh, the, the fact that CD lamb got so few targets in that playoff game is, it's just like, you know, when it when it comes down to it in the playoffs or whatever, if you had one more talented receiver out there, would they have made um, mm-hmm. you know much, if any, of a difference? And so, like, I feel like um, the thing that they really need because the defense is coming along, and um, you know them them bringing curse back and and hooker, I, I feel like safety isn't as big a priority as it, it used to be. Um, so like I, it, it, I'm trying to think about I guess them losing Randy Gregory, um, you'd like either someone else who, uh, who could replace Randy Gregory, or, um, yeah I don't know what Cox is yeah, it, it's like defense I feel like you could probably get a player at every level or whatever mm-hmm. it would be good but so I, I guess yeah offensive line because you know, the offensive line will help Dak and help the run game. So, yeah, offensive line probably is the most important thing, particularly, like, with uh, Tyron, you know, starting to break down and all of that. And, uh, you know, since Frederick retired, they they really haven't found the answer at center. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if I guess my ideal thing would be, like, uh, the center prospect who everybody is talking about, if he could somehow fall to them, I think, uh that would be good if they could, you know, put, draft him and then plug him in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name, but.
0: Tyler Linderbaum? Yeah. Yeah, the center from Iowa. I I think it was like, as I was thinking, I mean, at first,
1: like when I was doing the mock drafts, I did a couple of them just the first mm-hmm. few rounds. And I think I was picking Traylon Burks. I picked him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, he, he was the best receiver available at the, that time Mm -hmm. and I was like you know I heard a lot about him so that could be good but yeah the offense um, or at least the weapons on offense isn't the problem Mm -hmm. but like offensively I think they just got to get better up front
0: it's going to be interesting so I was initially I was going to pick like I thought it was going to be three of us I was going to draw a thing out but I figured since it's just two of us we could flip a coin And then we'll Mm -hmm. alternate picks from there. So uh, you can pick it, heads or tails. This is for the first round pick. Heads. It's tails.
1: Woo! Oh, good. You know more about the trip than I do. So,
0: So, all right. I got the first round. You get the second. Um, And then uh, we'll just alternate. So I got the first round, uh, second. You got the third. I'll take the fourth. I get the first, fifth. Like we'll just alternate picks. Mm-hmm. Self-explanatory. And then the the cool thing about the uh, pro football focus mock draft that I thought was fun was that you could um uh like you could trade if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so I was like playing around with that as well because I said, oh, I guess I could trade back. or I could do this and that. So we'll see. Cause some of the, like some of the ones I did, I literally was looking at who was there and I was like, I think I could trade back two spots and still get this wide receiver. So Mm -hmm. do that. Uh, But we'll see. All right. And then I had this uh, draft guy, the Dame Brugler put together called the beast that is like 300 players. And um, so we, I was like, because, you know, some of these players, I don't like, I, some of them I heard of from listening to a lot of draft podcasts. Some of them, I'm like, I don't know who the heck that is. I forget yeah. some of them. But, all right, so here we go. We're starting our mock draft. A guy is set up. We're picking 24th. Here we go. All right. I'm not going to trade up, even though I know that they was talking about it. But here we go. All right, boom. We're starting. It's going did, to- did Jerry say, like, what? Well, I guess he wouldn't say who they were looking to
1: get if they were going to trade up. But.
0: Yeah, he, he didn't say that, but he did say that they're very interested in it. So, all right, it looks like it's pretty much exactly, oh, I didn't see Zion Johnson there. Oh, the guard. I know that he's one of the 30 visits, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I think, oh, wait a minute, Tampa Bay is offering us 27. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was, that's not
1: bad.
0: Let's see here. Let's see what happens. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna see what 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 we can get. So if I give them 27, can they give me 91? Mm, you don't want to give me 91. Nah, they'll give me 133 though. Mm. Well, what if I took 91 and I gave them one of these extra picks? That's 82%. And that would give me another. You know what? I'm going to see it though. They'll, they'll take it. If they don't, then I'm not going. to I'm just going to see. Ha they took it. All right. So we just made a trade. I moved back three spots and I picked up an extra pick in the third round, 91. I don't see it that bad because there was a number of people there that we can take. Yeah. I'm going to stay. Yeah. All right. So now we moved back three spots. Sky, I'm going to jump to see what's still there. I think Zion Johnson, yep, Zion Johnson is going, which actually doesn't upset me that much. So let's take a look at wide receiver. Got Sky Moore. We got George Pickens and Traylon Burks. Oh, wow, they really ranked him that low? But you know what? I think the pick would be, I think they'd mm-hmm. Traylon Burks. So that's who I'm yeah. taking. I'm taking Traylon Burks. Oh, I'm... Did you want to move up or do you want to stay at fifty six?
1: Uh, I have no idea, like really, uh, beyond the first round players. So I'll just stay where we at. We picked up an extra third round pick,
0: so okay, you know, no, another pick in the top one hundred. So I, I think. All right, so okay. fifty six and available is Josh Pascoe, Edge from Kentucky. I literally have zero idea about the dude. Uh, There's Brian Asamoah, a linebacker from Oklahoma. Abraham Lucas, a tackle for Washington State. I actually have heard people talk about him on these draft show podcasts, and uh, I think he's pretty good. But let's take a look at uh, Dame Brugler, what he has to say about some of these players. And this is what we can do because we have all the time we want. Mm -hmm. Up, Up to offensive tackle. Which is page one oh one. I'm just gonna hurry up. Because I I think now yeah,
1: it, it's funny because like when I did the mock draft for Pro Football Focus, after the first round because those are the only players like that I've really heard of, I kind of just took whoever was the top that they had up there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think yeah, they would have to. So the question is, I guess
0: Terrence Steele is going to play right tackle. Right tackle, yeah. Hmm.
1: Uh, He has Abraham
0: Lucas as his eighth best tackle. And, yeah, he's 315, uh, 315 pounds. And he has him as Abraham Abe Lucas, who is the second oldest, seven children. Oh, wait, here we go. Let's jump down here. A three-star offensive tackle recruit out of high school, Lucas was number 50 offensive tackle in 2017, number seven recruit in the state of Washington. He received an offer from Washington State. And let's see. Does it say anything about them being able to bump in him inside the guard? Because, like, okay, here's his strengths. He's wide, massive frame with adequate length, Mass, smooth and balanced in his lateral slide, displays above average body control and lower body quickness for a player his size, absorbs contact well to anchor at contact, patient and relaxed prior to his punch, strong hands and runs his feet. A contact as a run blocker also shows his mobility out in space in the screen game. Smart, ciphers things quickly, soft, spoken, but well-respected by teammates and coaches, was a team captain and was a skinny 260 high school senior, worked hard to pack on bulk in college, durable, avoided major injury over his career, and played over 3,000 offensive snaps. His weaknesses are played in a pass-happy scheme at Washington State with limited run-blocking reps on film, not explosive or rangy, with executing pulls or climbs, late with his hands and adjustments in the run game, especially on the move, gets top-heavy in his movements, Leading oversetting versus speed, lack of lower body flexibility, leaves his pads high and allows rushers to get underneath. Needs to be better to anticipate rush attacks and adjust his depth accordingly. Inconsistent hand exchange, diverse uh, versus diverse rushers, flashes finishing toughness, but is not a strength of his game right now. Penalized five times as a senior, four false starts, only played in right tackle in
1: college.
0: Hmm. So. so I feel like if they go offensive line,
1: it needs to be an interior offensive lineman. Okay. Could you go back to um, the uh yep. the draft thing and see who's like sure. who they have as a, the top interior offensive line.
0: So yeah top so, like, they got let's see top uh interior offensive lineman, is, oh, I've heard of yeah, Dylan Parham, the guard from Memphis. I have heard of him. Um, then they got Donovan West as a center from Arizona State. And then, Let's
1: take the guard from Memphis.
0: Okay. All right. So Dylan Parham, the guard from Memphis. So I'm going to stay pat at 88. We got a wide receiver. We got a guard. And, all right, so the top dude left is still Brian Osamola, Brian Cook. I just want to take a look and see what edge rushers are left. There's Dominique Robinson, D'Angelo Malone. I'm gonna take... I know they need linebacker, but I feel like they're pretty happy with where they are. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take this edge rusher, Dominique Robinson from Miami, Ohio. All right. Now they do need a linebacker, and this dude had a second round grade. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna take him since he's still there. (laughs) All right. Brian Out Brian Osamoa, linebacker from Oklahoma. I think when we're done, I'll take a look at the draft guy. We can kind of go over some of these players. So, mm-hmm. all right. You're gonna take him. Here we go. And oh, you know what? Pause this because I'm gonna try and trade up. Because there is a player that I've been identifying that I really want them to try to get, and that's tight end, because I feel like they need another tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I can the problem is I got pick 129. So that's a lot to try to cover. Uh and I think I can get up here. So you know what? I'm gonna to try to move up. I'll see if I can move up to 107. Just in case, even though, all right, so they're definitely not gonna do that. So let's see if I can give up one. No. You know what? It's too rich. It's just where I'm sitting at It's too rich. We just got to stay pat. The, the mm-hmm. long, tight end I was really hoping to try to get was Jelani Woods. I see he already went off the board. And, uh, yeah, he went off the board. Where did he go? At 113. Darn it! Now I probably could have got up there, but that's all right. That's who I wanted, but I'm still let's see. What tight ends are left? I heard of this dude from Maryland. I like him. I don't think he'll be there at 155. So I'm going to go ahead and bite the bullet. His name is Ch- Chingozium Aquanico. <laughs> I think that's, uh. I'm going to go with the tight end. So there we go. I'm taking the tight end there at 129. All right, so we got a receiver, a tight end, guard, guard. a linebacker. Yep. So your pick and what's left in – well, there's a quarterback for Western Kentucky. I don't think – well, it's up to you. It's Billy Zapp. we don't
1: need to drift, my quarterback. Uh,
0: Stinner, Joshua Williams from UNC Pembroke, tackle from North Dakota. Linebacker from LSU, Demon Clark. Another guard from North Carolina, Joshua Zedu. Is, is there a position you think or you're looking at? Um, was there a center? Was there one of the? Yeah, at the there was a center uh, from UNC Pembroke, Joshua Williams. Mm.
1: so I'm trying to think. Like, do they need a defensive back? Uh, let's take. Take this sooner.
0: Okay. Joshua Williams. All right. So now is pick 167. There's a guard. There's a tackle. I'm going to take a running back because I feel like I don't know if Zeke is going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. I'm also not sure if they're gonna to pay Tony Pollard. The trade off for the trade back three spots. Let me see if we can pick up an extra seventh. So let's say if I move back three spots, they give me. Well, no, I didn't think so. All right, I'm not moving back three spots just for the sake of it. I'm gonna take this running back from. uh Notre Dame, Kieran Williams. <clears throat> All right, your pick at one seventy six, and there's uh the guard from North Carolina. There's a tackle, running backs, bunch of running backs. Mm. lot. Or what? Are you, what are you thinking? So we got What's,
1: uh? Can, let's look at the cornerbacks
0: okay top corner is Jalen Watson from Washington State Deron Bland from Fresno State Darion Kendrick from Georgia Sean Jolly Mm,
1: let's take the Washington State corner okay
0: and then the last pick let me see what they Jacksonville wants to move up. What can I get? Nah, actually, it's not. Never mind. I was trying to see if I could move back because there was something I wanted to do in the seventh. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what this grade is, but I feel like I already know who I want to get with their last pick. They need a kicker. Oh yeah. They. they I'm just thankful that they they cut. Uh, Zerline's bum behind. Uh, mm-hmm. I do know this dude from Texas was really good. And people be like, oh, uh, why would you draft a kicker? Because they need a kicker. And I'm yeah. t- <laughs> a kicker. So, all right. So we made our picks. Let's see what grade we got. Uh, knowing how I've done so many mocks on here, I'm pretty certain we're going to get like a B minus or or a B plus or something. At least that's what I think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Brief. Forever the year. Okay, here we go. So they gave us a B. That's not surprising. With the first pick, we traded back three spots and picked up an extra third. They gave that uh trade a, a B minus. To me, that's a good trade to me. If if I gave up one of my fifth-round picks in my first only move back three spots and pick up an extra. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick in my opinion. But, all right, so they gave us a C- for Traylon Burks. Uh, the guard from Memphis, Dylan Parnum, at 56, they gave us a C. Dominique Robinson, the edge from uh, Miami, Ohio, a B. Brian Asamoah, a A-plus, the linebacker from uh, Oklahoma. Chigo Zimmer. <laughs> A quote, quote, the tight end from Maryland, they gave us a C minus. Joshua Williams, the center from UNC Pembroke, B minus. Karen Williams, running back from halfback from Notre Dame, an A minus. Jalen Watson, the cornerback from Washington c and C. Again, Cameron Dicker. They did that because I knew they was going to give us an F because I drafted them in the sixth round. I don't care, man. We need it again. Yeah. And to me, that's a good draft. So, this is if this were how it were to turn out, what do you feel like? Do you feel like this would be a good draft?
1: Yeah, I think it, we addressed, um, you know, all the positional needs, and even, um, you know, like it, it mm-hmm. seems like we got some, some good deals, at least getting um, a, a player with a second round grade in the, the third round.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I like this this draft. Hopefully, you know. So I am curious about some of these players. I do let's take a look at, for example, uh this edge rusher, because I'm not familiar with him, Dominique rock mm-hmm. And let's take a quick look and see. So the edge is 151. Dominique Robinson. So, in Dame Brugler's, he has him as the 13th best edge rusher. Let's see. Let's see what they say about him. All right. Dominique Robinson, he is 253 pounds, 23 years old. Where's his height? Okay. He's six feet. Okay. I guess this is his height six feet. All right. Yeah. So his six feet point four, seven inches. All right. So what's his strengths? Twitched up athlete with natural joint flexibility rushes with the get off burst and acceleration to challenge the corner flashes, the body control to bend dip or maneuver around blockers moves with bounce and his feet to cross the face of blockers on the inside moves or work down the line. Smooth redirect skills to win Owen stunts and twists. Looks to get both his hands involved to pry open doors to the pocket. Looks apart part with his broad shoulders, long arms and moldable frame. Has added 20 pounds of mass since making the move to defense in 2020. Observant player and looks further along than any player with only 16 career games on defense. NFL scouts say the Miami, Ohio coaches talk up his alert intelligence and positive attitude, played on every special team's coverage in 2021, and finished his college career with 221 special team snaps. All right. And then his weaknesses. He eagerly gets his hands involved, but needs to be more strategic and violent with his handwork, finds himself too far upfield too often. Functional strength is a work and pride. Still learning how to generate sufficient torque as a bull rusher. Rusher can get bounced as an edge setter. Leaves his chest open for blockers to knock him back at contact, will lose content, team me, contain responsibilities. When he doesn't recognize the proper field leverage, needs to be quicker, diagnosing blocking schemes. Only two seasons of experience when defense and has never started a game in defense, mediocre production, inexperience for a 24 year old NFL rookie. All right. So I feel like again, if this is what we get, I'm not mad at it. I googled um
1: their like draft picks, their draft results. And mm-hmm. I'm on a uh, pro football reference and I was just looking back at some of the drafts and it's just like, you know, beyond the first round, they you know. I, I can't see a draft where, you know
0: they had yeah. a lot of contributors you know that's what I was just about to say that's that is the funny thing like in all honesty because everybody comes out and says that oh they think the cowboys are a great dra- or a good gra- drafted team I think they've gotten better. I think they're mm-hmm. in the first round yeah I think i think in the second round because somebody had put up their last 10 second round draft picks, and to me, it was a 50% hit rate. Yeah. Because, you know, you got Trayvon Diggs in the second round. Um, it was like, to me, the ones that stood out, it was Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Randy Gregory, I count as somewhat of a success, even though he went to another team. I still thought that was a mm-hmm. pick when he actually played. Um, yeah. Then they had uh, like they took Cheeto Cheeto Bay Owuizie in the second round. He was okay. I didn't like he fell off. Like his second year was terrible. He was like he was awful his second year. Uh, Third year not as bad. Fourth year he was like okay. And then he's a solid contributor on the Bengals. So again, I don't really count that as a terrible pick. Uh, Mm I think I got Demarcus Lawrence and yeah, second. Demarcus Lawrence was in the second round, and that was, like he was a that was a hit. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, your, I mean your best picks I would say was Diggs and Lawrence, but yeah. you know it, um, I think Sean Lee was in the second round. Was the second round? Yeah. Yeah. Now Jalen was a second round pick that was not good. Uh, Connor Williams was a second round pick that wasn't good. Uh, yeah. Hill, second round pick, yeah, not great. That <laughs> was, was, wasn't a good one, but I mean, it's it is the later rounds to me where they really don't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. so if you know, I mean, also Diggy was a third round pick last year, I, I think he he started off really strong. He didn't finish as strong as he started, but I still think that's going to be a solid contributor. Um, Golston, they also got in the third round, so, but because I, I think they had three third round picks last year. Yeah, they did. Because when they traded back, they picked up an extra third, and that's how they were able to get Golston. And uh, at the end of the third, they took, um, Nashawn Wright. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I. I'm ready for it to get here and uh yeah. hopefully it'll it'll be good. Like if if Traylon Burks is the pick, I'm not gonna be upset because I, I actually think he's gonna be good. Like I when I hear him being comp to Debo Samuel, it kind of gets me excited. Um mm-hmm. even though people are like, What is this coordinator going like is Kellen Moore gonna be able to use him? Before yeah. I let me ask you like about the rumor or you know, Debo Samuel came out was asking for a trade from the 49ers, and then he just happened to, like, a post on Instagram where it had him in a Cowboys uniform. And, you know, I'm so tired of players, like, or agents trying to use the Cowboys as, like, leverage and stuff. Like, oh, look here. But, of course, everybody got run with it. Oh, Debo Samuels to the Cowboys? And then people were like, why? Because Kelly Moore ain't going to be able to know how to use them. But would you mm-hmm. be interested in trading for Debo Samuels? Like, the reality is, we, me and you both know Stephen Jones would never do it. Uh, yeah. Because he's too cheap. And that's the thing, because it's like he wants to be traded because he want to get paid like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and all that. and Yeah, like I, I would say I'm
1: interested in a player of Debo's caliber. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like all the stuff that he can do uh, running and receiving. But... um. I'm just like Dallas would never pay him what he's mm-hmm. asking for, and they also probably wouldn't trade or whatever it would take to get you know a player that good. So it's it's yeah like what 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 I think he would be a good fit, um, you know what I mean and make Dallas's offense even more dangerous to where you couldn't really double C D Lamb. Um, yeah, like and and you know if if you had like a. Um, it's, it's funny I'm like Dallas they really need to go to like a 50-50 committee split with the mm-hmm. running back between Pollard and, and Zeke but mm-hmm. you know they wouldn't they never gonna do that with the money that they pay in Zeke but so so it's like yeah I would love to have Debo and, and you know what I mean like but there's so many reasons why they would never do it um primarily just with Dallas being cheap and and um I don't know if you can say they're cheap, but they're, they're not going to give him a huge deal like that mm-hmm. after they just traded away Amari Cooper, who was making, you know, what, like 20 mil a year or whatever. Yeah, so, um, yeah based, based on like them not wanting to pay him and, uh, you know, them, like, even if they got him, they probably wouldn't use him properly. But no, I, yep. I see there, there's a zero chance that they get into it.
0: That's how I feel. That's, the, that's how I feel about it. But, all right, core. I appreciate you jumping on in regards yeah. to the mock draft. And um, I'm actually going to hit Ricky up to see if he wanted to jump on and uh, we could talk some comic book movie tournament stuff. But uh, let's see what the Cowboys do. Yeah. Hits. That's gonna do it for the zero to one hundred podcast. A uh, big shout out of thanks to my brother Corey for uh, jumping on and participating with me. Uh, I actually liked what we did for the most part. I actually the likelihood of this happening, I give, I give it a decent chance. Like some of the players, uh, like Dylan Par- Palm, the center-slash-guard, I think there's a great chance. Like, I, I do think the Cowboys are going to go wide receiver in the first round. And I do think Traylon Burks, if he's not taken before them, will be the pick. Now, there is rumors that they may trade up if somebody like Kayvon Timidota... Uh, pass rusher from Oregon starts to slide, but to me the real, the real like uh, realistic chance of Kayvon Thibodeau sliding outside of the top five is slim. To it's very slim. I'll just say that. Like uh, I, I think the lowest I've seen him go is is seven to the Giants, which I wouldn't like. But um, I don't see him falling outside of the top ten, and so you would be asking the Cowboys to try to move from 24 to, you know, get ahead of the Giants, which would be pick number 6 and to do that, to move from 24 to 6, you probably gotta give up a first round pick from the next year, I mean, maybe you're 24 and like your, I mean, your first round pick this year and second round pick this year could get it done, but to me the holes that they have, I feel like you really need that second round pick um almost feel like maybe if you gave up a first and a third, I would consider it if they could get you up there, but I don't know if that's going to be able to do it. So Traylon Burks, uh, just to recap what our mock draft was, it was Traylon Burks at 27 because we traded back and picked up an extra third. Uh, Dylan Parham, the center slash guard at 56. Dominique Robinson, the pass rusher, uh, the 88th pick. Uh, Brian Now the Chances of Brian Asamoa from Oklahoma, the linebacker, being there, I mean, within the end, you know, Jabril Cox was the second round, or no, third round uh, linebacker, and the Cowboys ended up getting him in the fifth, so, but I, it's unlikely, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the tight end's name from Maryland, he's a tight end from Maryland, and we took him at 129. Joshua Williams, the center, from UNC Pembroke at 155. Karen Williams, the halfback from Notre Dame at 167. Jalen Watson, the um, cornerback from Fresno uh, s- State, I believe, is uh, 176. And then Cameron Dicker, the kicker from Texas, at 193. So it would be, if if we had our way, or it went our way, we would have gotten the Cowboys on wide receiver, a uh, guard or center, um, an edge rusher, a linebacker, a tight end, and uh, or actually, yeah, tight end, a uh, definite center, um, halfback, cornerback, and kicker. So we'll see what's going to happen. I'm pretty excited. I've always enjoyed the draft. Like I said, I think the Cowboys do a good job in the first round. It's the rounds after that that you're very especially the fifth round like they have three um or, or excuse me i think they have four fifth round picks uh yeah they do they have four fifth round picks and um I don't know like they're they're not really great in the fifth round but then again you're taking flyers on guys at that point anyway. Uh if they can come out of here like I said with two legit starters with their first two picks and a possible starter, or at least a steady contributor with their third-round pick, then I'll be happy. It's like the first three rounds are the ones that I'm mostly looking at. Uh, So we'll see what they do. Uh, It was funny to me at the press conference today when they were talking to Jerry Jones and he he said, when they said, everybody... Uh, He was answering a question about who makes the final decision, and he was saying, "Well, it's you know everybody wants to know who makes the decision." And he says, "When um, it was Taco, that was Steven. and uh, Parsons, Micah, that was me," and then everybody busts out laughing. And it was—he was was joking, but it was pretty hilarious. But I um, also—I'll put much past because I think. Let's just be honest. Out of the recent first round picks for the Cowboys, Taco Charlton was a terrible pick. And it, it, it becomes even more terrible when you think about they were literally debating between him and T.J. Watt. That's right. T.J. Watt, the current reigning defensive player of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, T.J. Watt. And the Cowboys could have drafted him. And they were highly considering it. But... Rob Marinelli, their defensive coordinator at the time, didn't feel like he was a scheme fit. And so, therefore, they didn't draft him and they took Taco Charlton. Awesome. Uh, That didn't work out. (laughs) So, uh, that's the other thing I will say. I appreciate Mike McCarthy so much more than Jason Garrett because I feel like they actually get good players and then they try to fit the scheme to what the players do, like, that's part of why I'm happy Dan Quinn is back. Because when they took Michael Parsons, a lot of people were upset because they were like, Oh, you already had Jalen Smith, you already had Leighton Van Der Ash, and what's the point in getting another linebacker? And you like, they said they could use him in pass rush ability, but nobody really felt like because of the way the previous coaching staff had been that they would actually move him around and use him in that role. And it could have been Due to injury that made it a necessity, and then you saw him do it, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, this dude is an All-Pro pass rusher." Even still, the fact that this coaching staff recognized it and did it encourages me. So, if I don't feel like if there's a really good player that falls to them, they're not gonna they're gonna look at him and be like oh, he's not a scheme fit. Let's not get him like they did with T.J. Watt. I just don't think that's going to happen. And that's what makes me feel better about Mike McCarthy's involvement as opposed to Jason Garrett and some of his other people. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't think the Cowboys are going to trade for Debo Samuel. I just think that's nonsense. Uh, I think if they were to get Traylon Burks, then you could have a potential Debo Samuel like player. I'm, I mean, I would be very happy if the Cowboys drafted Traylon Burks. I, I think the. Wide receivers I'm most excited about them possibly getting. I mean, there's some mocks I've seen. Or, actually, this was early on. I don't think this is going to be anywhere near the case come Thursday. But Jameson Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, was possibly there because of his ACL uh, injury history. But I don't think he'll be there. The, the two that I do think could possibly be there for sure that would make them have a possible decision is Chris Olave, uh, the wide receiver from Ohio State, who was a 30 visit. And, um, Traylon Burks. Like, those are the two. I I would kind of, like, best case scenario, if they take, like, offensive lineman, let's say they take uh, Zion Johnson, who's been heavily mocked to them by some guys, and he, a lot of people like him because he can play center or guard. But let's say they take Zion Johnson, and then you could potentially get the other wide receiver, uh, George Pickens from Georgia at 56 or sky Moore at 56 even though the more i'm hearing it's less likely that either one of those guys will be there but that would make me happy too like i would rather george pickens over sky Moore, but you know who who knows i just feel like if the cowboys come out of this with starters that's the key starters so we'll see what they do i'm excited i'll be back uh with some more fellow cowboy fans to come on and we can talk about it So I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think of our picks. Uh, Join the conversation. You can email 0 to 100 pod at gmail.com. That's the number zero T O the number 100 P O D at gmail.com. And also make sure you follow me on Twitter at wcwpoet. Although I'll be honest after the news of Elon Musk buying it, uh, I'm probably not gonna be on there quite. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be on there as much. But that's something. That's a topic for another uh, day. I'll probably have some friends on, and we can discuss that. Cause that was a uh, man. It, it's just, especially just hearing his thoughts on it and what he wants to do, and then you get in the whole debate of. I I feel like a lot of people don't understand free speech. Like you, you're free to say whatever you want that you know you can say whatever you want that, that's free speech but that doesn't mean you're free of consequence like there's a reason why i try to be mindful of some of the things i say where some people one i'm not overly worried because i don't think anybody i mean like i'm just saying i'm not overly worried from that standpoint because i don't ever say anything too wild or crazy because i i, I try to be thoughtful with my responses but there is no such thing as freedom of consequence like there's consequences for each action and i think people get free speech confused with like oh i can say what i want and there's no consequence like yeah you can say whatever you want but there's also consequences from it so anyway uh boy let's get this going this i'm getting excited now because uh look the last season was disappointing But the fact that they found like an all-pro in Michael Parsons, the fact that they had uh, C.D. Lamb fall to them at 17, the year before, and Trayvon Diggs, an all-pro cornerback they got in the second round, it's just, it's it's exciting, man, it's just so exciting, and then, after that, then, I do think the Cowboys, while they didn't do anything in free agency, I think there's still some people out there, and I think after the draft, they'll do some stuff, and, and that could be exciting, depending on who they try to get and bring in, but... If it's happening, you know, it's Cowboys related, I'm going to talk about it. And then we're also going to have some more fun. Like I said, upcoming, me, me and my brothers have been kicking this idea around for a while because we did it years ago where we had this March Madness style tournament of comic book movies. And uh, we're going to do it again, especially because there are so many movies now. It's funny, when we first did it, we had to like. Scrape and and debate and say, Oh, technically, is that a comic book movie? And now it's just easy. And uh, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness about to come out on May 6th, we're like, Oh, let's do this. And man, I'm pumped for it. So it's going to be fun. So that's some of the other things that are going to be upcoming. Again, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. I love doing it. Uh, That's it. Episode 86 with the 24th pick see what the Cowboys do. This has been the Zero to 100 podcast. We out.